Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 298 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, last episode, we did five best wins. It was a pretty good episode. So it only makes sense we bring everyone down with the five worst losses uh, of the year. Um, this was a surprisingly tough list for me to come up with. I don't know about you, Fong. <laughs> didn't we say that about the top five wins uh i mean for, for but in me, a different way like there, there i don't know there wasn't that many for me to pick from if that makes any sense why well, every every loss i went through i have to yeah it made me dig even harder i felt it's just because some of the losses were like uh it is what it is you know it's a, a lot of them were you know very close losses within like five point deficits usually but other than that i mean i kind of went more of the statistical route in some ways i guess you could say uh and there's also a few sprinkled in that it's like i want i wouldn't say sentimental value but it had some i guess <laughs> it it just had something in me that tells me yeah this is one of the worst well, you just heard him there. Fong is here with me to go through his five losses. Um, for me, I didn't put that much sentimental value. Like, you know, with the Kings winning as much as they did this year, like all the bad vibes for the most part have dissipated. And I, I don't really, it, it was disappointing in the moment. There was one where I was straight angry after that loss. Um, and if you actually go back and listen to that loss, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, you can hear it in my voice. You can hear it in Fong's voice, too. Uh, but anyways, all right. Well, let, let's get this started then. All right. What's your number five worst loss? Uh, I think we both have uh, this game, to be honest. Um, but you're, you ranked it a little different. But I chose the Wizards, um, December 23rd, 2022. Um, we actually went to this game, uh, by the way. I believe so, yeah. And... Uh. Uh, Oh, no, go, no, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, all I can remember is, I mean, for some reason, Kuzma was going off. Uh, Rui Hachimura was doing well off the bench for some reason. He was like hitting really, I wouldn't say tough shots, but he's just hitting over our guys. And who else was there? Bradley Beal. Yeah, Bradley Beal was uh, there that night. I, I thought he did. I, I swore he didn't do so well, but I mean, looking at a boxer, I mean, he he played like how Bradley Beal would play. He was fine. Opinion. He was fine, basically. Um, it was a lot of Kuzma. It was a lot. It was a lot of Delon Wright. That's actually what mm -hmm. I remember. Like eight assists. He only had two points, but it felt like he had like fourteen with the way he was attacking. And yes, we did go to this uh, game. It was surprisingly expensive for a random ass team. For some reason, like I got the I got these tickets for about a hundred bucks, and it, they were nosebleed seats. We we ended up deciding just stand on the concourse because like the the seats were giving me nosh were giving me nausea, and yeah, it was a very disappointing game to go to. I mean, it's December twenty third, two days before Christmas. Uh, people coming from uh, or coming into Sacramento for the holidays got jack those prices up, right? Yeah, so like we brought we brought our friend. It was just it was a last minute thing. Um, we were downtown, and I just said, "Hey, why not just go to a game?" 
Yeah, bad, bad one to go to, unfortunately. And spoiler alert, this was actually my number two. Just because, you go into the context of this game, Wizards were a bad team at the, at this point. Now, they weren't, like, terrible, but they were on the lower echelon of uh, of what's called East teams. And I believe they had lost their last eight out, out of their ten. So, like, they come into on a back-to-back, and for some reason just dog-walk the Kings. Yeah, it's weird because they came into uh, Cohen one with a five and fourteen uh, record in terms of uh, away games, and for some reason during this trip they just got a win against the Kings. And I think they did win another game. I don't. I don't think it was the Lakers game, but like they did win another um game before this and i remember like espn 1320 at the time like james ham was like you know they're due for a win at some point they lost eight i think eight in a row like they're doing i don't know i think they beat phoenix was who they beat for for no reason uh-huh. like they're they're due some wins at some point and yeah they just happened to come in sacramento and yeah it was just it was just a weird game where like so i looked at the stats King shot 31% from three, which is not good by any means. But, like, you know, you look at the attempts, you look at the amount of makes, it's about normal, I believe, 12 Mm -hmm. or 14 makes. But they shot 44% overall. I I would say it's okay. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, to be honest. 44 is pretty bad for this Kings team, who usually shoot above 50. Hmm. Yeah, I see where you're getting at. It's just, it feels like it could have been a winnable game. But maybe one or two players from our Kings team just didn't show up. Uh, uh, what you call it for this game to the point where it kind of went a little lopsided. I felt. And then, like you're not scoring on offense, and then your defense is terrible. I remember, I remember the talk after the game was that Mike Brown like played Davion Mitchell like extra minutes this game because somebody needs to play defense out there. And you look at the points in the paint, seventy points in the paint by the Wizards. Like they literally just let let the Wizards kind of get whatever they want going to the rim. They couldn't stop a guy from penetrating and then dishing out for, you know, threes or like, you know, a closeout. It was just the, the Kings defense just did not show up. Yeah. If, if and neither like, did their offense, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Like Chris stops Przingis didn't play well at all. This game, to be honest, uh, definitely got the rebounds, but in terms of like getting into the paint, I I just remember Rui Hachimura and even Kuzma, at times just driving to the paint and no one could stop him at all. Yeah, he did whatever he wanted. Delon Wright sliced us up, and yeah, but Rui like he didn't. Uh, it felt like he had like thirty points with the way he was scoring, but he was just really he was just kind of you know taking advantage of like the openings that everyone created for him like he hit op- kind of like semi open threes like some there were some that were open but like the shots that he hit were created by other guys because the other guys couldn't the kings couldn't keep those guys from penetrating and dishing out to him and he was the one who blew the game open with his threes mm-hmm. oh yeah um some random random fact just looking at the stat sheet Todd Gibson fouled out for no reason <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Kings unfortunately just couldn't take advantage. They couldn't get a stop and they just, they let the wizards feel themselves on the second night of a back to back, no less. And yeah, they just came out flat. Yep. To be honest, it is what it is. And also this was also the game where Sabonis fractured his thumb. 
Mm, that's right. And late in the fourth quarter, we didn't notice it at the time. I just I noticed he was he wasn't on the floor, but we didn't know what it was at the time. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At this time, it was already kind of too late uh, for some sort of comeback in a way. I mean that that second quarter was pretty horrendous. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, the rest of the game they just couldn't get back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, let's see what would be my number five. I actually didn't rank these, but. All right, let's start. Let's start with this. Uh, Spurs um, at home uh, versus Spurs at home on uh, April t- April second. The Kings just, for some reason, just lost this game, or basically for no reason, just lost this game. Um, like the the Spurs were nineteen to fifty eight coming into this game. The Kings, had they won this game, would have been, still been in the run for the second seed. I didn't write down like what the standings would have been, but they were. T- you know they didn't. They stopped trying uh, after after like um, I think like three games left, and the rest with 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 three games left in the season. And this was kind of one of the reasons why. Had you won this game, you could have been in the running for the second seed, which may or may not have been a good thing. Yeah, actually, this is my number one <laughs> worst game in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, I didn't watch this game. I'm just going off of analytics here at the moment, but uh, all I could say is Monk was out with a sore leg. Um, that's pretty much it in terms of injuries. But other than that, I mean, if you look at the box score, my God, there's like three guys in the Spurs bench that went off against us. And it was evenly like the minutes were evenly distributed in front every single Spurs player as well. What what makes this your number one? I'm curious. <clears throat> the Spurs? Yes. I mean, looking at their uh away, whatchamacallit record, seven and thirty-two. I'm 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 gonna say that's one of the worst in the league at the time. And it's 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 almost worse than the war. It actually is worse than the Warriors. It's right there with the Warriors. Yeah. And them coming into the Golden One arena taking this win in overtime i mean it's that's pretty horrendous i'd say uh especially since uh we couldn't get anything done in overtime uh other than that <clears throat> excuse me uh only guy off the bench for us that did well was terrence davis but if i remember correctly didn't i mean he he did the td usual stuff pretty much right uh, I don't specifically remember what happened there, but yes, he was good, and he was the unfortunately the only one that could hit threes this game. It was one of those weird games where the Kings just could not hit a shot for some reason at home, and the other team couldn't miss. And you know the Kings really helped them with that because they 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 were like the game started out with with them just back cutting the shit out of the Kings and the Kings just let them like get backdoor cuts on them relentlessly. I think Mike Brown called two timeouts to address them. It was Mm -hmm. at least one for sure. And then, you know, they just, and then after like, they kind of cleaned that up, the the Spurs just started getting to the mid range and the, the, you know, for better, for worse, like the Kings, that was kind of the Kings plan. Like let them, let them do the mid range. Like they don't shoot a lot of threes. It's okay. And, you know, they they cashed in and just destroyed the Kings on, on the mid-range. Yeah, I mean, Fox of zero for eight threes. That shouldn't be happening for sure. And Kevin Herter, just 
terrible shooting night from free as well two for 12 i'm actually surprised that he shot that many to be honest uh about really quickly back to the deer and fox one if you take out the threes 10 for 15 that sounds really nice yeah and that should be hey maybe like, you should stop shooting threes just saying. <laughs> pretty much i give him a minimum of two or three or i say maximum like if Max, when, yeah. when he goes when he like this is the frustrating thing about this team sometimes they just jack threes and it, it is what it is like that's just part of the game you know just it's a math problem but it, it wasn't going down this game mm-hmm. um yeah as you mentioned kevin herter like awful from three just could not get a shot to go down um on the other end Got a shout out. Got a shout out. I did not know who this guy was before this game. Julian Champagny. Right? What what did he end up with? He ended up with uh 26 points. He had he had 19 points at the half. And you, and again, you mentioned like how the Kings just let the Spurs get get to their spots. He was the beneficiary of this. Like he hit threes, he hit mid-ranges, he got back door cuts. Just one of those guys that just played within the system and just abused a terrible Kings defense. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty surprising. And you also have Doug McDermott uh still in the mix. And yeah, 30 points off the bench. Like I said, when it comes to uh distributing the minutes, I mean it's fairly even. I, I don't know what uh, what the whatchamacallit final lineup was, but I mean I'm pretty sure all of them were. Doug wasn't it. I'll I'll, I'll let you know that. Oh, I'm pretty sure. All I can say is, I mean, uh, for some reason, his the coach's name was from my mind. I don't know why. Popovich. Popovich. Jeez, great Paul. Yeah, really rested these players real well for that overtime. Yeah, like they they have a pretty deep bench. They don't really have a star like to play heavy minutes anyways for better or for worse. And you know, and Doug McDermott just was hot, so um Pop decided to go with him and he killed the Kings. He basically just ran their offense. He ran he you know, he got open shots like up and downs. He curled to the rim for layups. It like it, it was just one of his games. He hit some tough ones too. He had a post up where I think he posted up Keegan and shot a turnaround fadeaway. Like, at that point, that was an overtime. I was just like, you know what? It's just his game. I'm done. I'm done at this point, like, you know, being mad about that kind of stuff. It was just one of those games where they hit shots and the Kings couldn't hit shots. And that's kind of why, like, I, I especially at this point in the season, the Kings were going to be the third seed. Like, had they won this game, they could have had a chance for the second seed. But, like... Who knows? Like Memphis was kind of on a roll. It was going to be tough. Like I, it was a bad loss, but it wasn't like it wasn't one of those like crippling losses. Like you, every now and then you get a loss like this. And if you look at like the Kings' schedule, a lot of W's around this time. Other than that last stretch where they lost three in a row, but like a lot of W's. So like I wasn't mad after this game, but just a bit more confused more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it'd be nice to take this win to be honest because i mean after that i mean we had that three loss streak which um i mean right after the dallas game we just uh decided to rest our guys before the playoffs so yeah um I, like again this was kind of the catalyst for us resting everyone and it might have even benefited us a little bit for like you know for the playoffs now we didn't win in the playoffs but like 
there, there was no need to play your guys like 40 minutes to get the get the second seed. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what is your number four then? Like, I feel like we're, this is going to be a shorter one since most of our picks overlap, although we rank them different. Yeah, that's true. So my fourth is against the Celtics on March 21st, 2023. Um, pretty much uh, from just looking at the bot score again, uh, pretty much competed well in the first quarter, just fell straight right off after the next three quarters. Even though we did fight pretty well in some ways in the third, it's just that Boston just shot lights out in that third quarter as well. And uh, what you would call it, scored nine points over us. Yeah, um, the Celtics, you know, they were a tough team. This was also, uh, by the way, the Kings were on the second night of a back-to-back coming mm-hmm. from Utah. So I wasn't expecting much coming from this game. And, like, you know, they came, the Celtics were, like, fresh coming coming off this or coming into this game like they had had i think two or three days of rest and like they were going to rest another three days before they went down to i think play the clippers it, it was just weird scheduling that the nba did like a lot of people were complaining why don't they just have this like a day like the next day because the Celtics aren't going anywhere they're gonna re- they're gonna rest another two days why not just you know have the game the next day i don't know how this why they scheduled it like this anyways yeah, the Kings, like, they came out strong. They were going toe-to-toe with the Celtics. But to end the, to end the, second, to end the second quarter, I think there was a Marcus Smart flop. And then there was a pretty it, – it, it was a foul on, like, on J, that someone committed on Jason Tatum. But basically a flop and then, like, fouls for Jason Tatum, a really bad close to that second quarter, like, kind of doomed the Kings. And then coming out of halftime, like, the Celtics, like – came out firing the Kings like literally just like didn't score on two possessions and the game was over. Like they, they just had more energy. The Kings just ran out of gas and you know, it it was what it was. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Celtics are in my opinion, a more well-rounded team in terms of uh, what they have uh, set up uh, going on in Boston. So I mean, we're just getting started in terms of uh, figuring a lot of stuff out when it comes to uh, this kind of stuff. And we'll talk about them a little bit. Like, I I don't know. I don't know about being that well-rounded. They're a championship contender, which was, like, why I wasn't that surprised or mad about this loss. Like, again, second out of back-to-back, you're going up against a superior team. And they beat they beat the shit out of you, but again, like circumstances kind of dictate that kind of dictate kind of dictated that loss. Um, mm-hmm. And it it was what it was. Um, yeah, I, I, that's why it's not on my list. Like it, it's a good team. You're on the second night of a back to back, and um, I wasn't expecting much. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, my next one is uh, against the Raptors at home on uh, January twenty fifth. The Raptors just came into Sacramento and just punked the Kings, like, in this game. They played more physical, they played more aggressive, and they just took the Kings completely out of their game and just absolutely embarrassed them on their home floor. Yeah, I actually had this as uh, my potential top five, to be honest, but I put it as an honorable mention. Uh, Pretty much all I could say about this game was, I mean, our third quarter was horrendous, 17 points to their 26. Um, 
And apparently this season, I mean, we're ranked third in terms of, you know, most points in the third quarter. So this wasn't like the Kings team that we uh, usually would expect in the third quarter. But other than that, I mean, it's just the bench didn't really show. I felt uh, if, you know, we're not going going uh, down in the bench, I feel like it's going to be a pretty tough game for the starters. I don't even have the bench. I don't even think it was the bench's fault. I thought the starters played pretty badly too. Like this was a game. It was one of the only games this season where Fox and Sabonis got completely neutralized. You mentioned that third quarter. There was a third quarter possession where I think I think I forgot. I forgot the exact like sequence of it, but basically like they try to go to Sabonis and they couldn't get that. Sabonis couldn't make anything happen. It gets to Fox. Fox is kind of like doing his doing kind of like a, a bit of a dance. And then he airballs the shot. And that was the moment where you're just like, this is what it's going to look like in the playoffs. The teams are going to try and take away what you're going to want to do. And it's going to be up to you to adjust. And yeah, they just, they just kind of showed the Kings like, Hey, this is what a playoff. This is how playoff defense is going to look like. And you guys ain't ready. Now, granted, they learned from this and they performed very well in the playoffs, but they took this was the one of the games where they just completely got taken out. Hmm, I see. Yeah, I to be honest, I thought uh, the bench could have scored a little more, but we just couldn't hit any shots. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember if even I even watched this game either. To be honest, yeah, I think uh, I think you watched. It. I don't remember, but I just remember like this was again one of the more helpless games that I watched. Where again, they just the Kings got completely just punked, and like the Raptors, they had not been good during the season, and for some reason came they came in with a vendetta for some reason, like coming against the Kings, like they were out to prove something and. For some reason, chose the Kings to do it. Yeah, I actually don't remember the last time we won against the Raptors. Oh, no, we won against them in, uh, in Toronto, which was shocking on the second night of a back-to-back. But, like, just, again, they come, they literally just came in and just, just punked the Kings. They're, like, we're bigger, we're faster, we're stronger, we're longer than you, and we're going to show you why, that's, why we're going to beat you <laughs> by just mm. doing that. Um, the Kings defense really didn't help either. Like they did not pr- provide resistance going to the rim. Now the Raps only scored 58 points in the paint, but in a game where they only scored 113, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big number. Um, and the Kings only had 42. Uh, the Kings also had 19 turnovers. Some bonus himself had nine turnovers. Yeah. Again, the length and just the aggression that the Raptors were playing really bothered the Kings. And, because of those 19 turnovers, Raptors had 24 more field goals than the Kings. And yeah, and they didn't have a like a crazy amount of offensive rebounds, only 11. But that basically doomed the Kings from ever having a chance to win this game. Yeah. The more I remember, I remember Pascal trying to do a lot of stuff uh, during the second half of the game. And I mean, he gave a lot of chances, I'd say, in my opinion. But, you know, we couldn't cash out. I don't remember that, but he, yeah, no, he was really good. Um, so it, it was just again oh, yeah. like they played in with more aggression, and they that you know like the Kings just were not ready for it. Uh, Sabonis' streak of double doubles ended this game. Ended this game at twenty two 
I thought it was a lot longer than that, but it definitely ended here. Hmm. I mean, he was neck to neck with uh, Jokic, so it has to end sometime, you know. Okay. Uh, what is your number? I believe we're at three. Is it three? Let's see. Did we talk about the Pelicans? No, we did not. So Pelicans, February 5th, 2023. Um, I mean, this kind of stood out to me, to be honest, in terms of uh, points, because this is the largest deficit that, uh, whatchamacallit, that the Kings were down by, or well, lost by uh, throughout this whole season, which is 32 points. Uh, all I can remember from this game is, I mean, Pelicans were hot from shooting, and uh, we just couldn't keep up, really. Yeah, this was what I call the what I remember as the Zeke Naji game. Like Zeke, uh, Zeke came out like just absolutely smoking, smoking hot, like crazy, ridiculous aggression. Just out hustled, outplayed the Kings, and the Kings never recovered from it. I believe they started out sixteen, uh, like sixteen and five, and basically it's they they did close the gap, like they closed the the lead to two in the second quarter, but the Pelicans, I think Trey Murphy hit two threes right away and the Kings were never close ever again. Um, yeah, this was just one of those games where it just, it just wasn't the Kings' night and it was the Pelicans' night despite not having Zion, B.I. And uh, I forgot who else was. Uh, Valanchunas wasn't at this game either, but Z Naji pr- provided everything they needed. Trey Murphy provided everything they needed. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't pretty. Yeah, I mean, all we were missing really was pretty much Fox. And that's oh, I'll know. I'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, all I could say is, I mean, New Orleans was hot, um, and yeah, they just kept on fighting throughout each and every quarter. Yeah, they the the role players came to play. The Kings, for the, you know, to be fair, they came to play too, but it's just they just didn't have it. And without Fox, like they didn't have that guy that could just go in and generate a shot. And, you know, Sabonis' aggression was a little off. It, it just wasn't the Kings' game. Mm-hmm. And this game also sparked, you know, this remember this was during the period where uh where Rain was born and De'Aaron understandably had to had to, you know, leave the team to spend time with his mm-hmm. child and his wife. But because of this loss, this was after the after the Indiana loss. Which was a was a tough loss because Davion didn't play well at all during that game, and that's where you could really use Fox. That some dipshit, well, like probably not just him. I think there was more than just him. But I I was scrolling through King's Twitter, and there was a guy that was say, "Why why does he have to spend time with his baby? Why does he have to have to spend time with his wife? Does he not care about his team? Does my star not not care about his team? What is what a terrible selfish teammate." and you know rightfully so king's twitter roasted the shit out of him and he deactivated his account because he's a he's a fucking dipshit yeah that guy yeah that that guy was was around and yeah you're just gonna have those kinds of guys after losses like this as i always say the cockroaches love to feast and come out when the king when you know when you know there's something bad that happens to any team and we can clearly call him a cockroach dear god (laughs) yeah let's Let's probably move on from that. Okay, uh, let's see. What is my number three? All right, my number three. Uh, it is it is the Lakers uh, versus the Lakers at home uh, on January 7th. 
there's a theme with a lot of my losses. A lot of them occur on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. This one was no different. On the second night of a back-to-back, -back, the king, the the kings had three days of rest uh, um, before this. By the way, uh, this the Lakers had just beat, I believe it was the Warriors or someone in LA. They come they come to Sacramento, and they just uh, uh, just like kind of how the Raptors did it. They punked the Kings. They they attacked the paint relentlessly. They had 70 points in the paint while the Kings had 48. They shot 61% from the field and 42.9% from three. Not a lot of attempts, only nine of 21, but the Kings only shot 52% and 43.8% 43, from three. But the main the main story tonight, they could not keep the Lakers out of the paint. Yeah. I mean, Troy Bryant. Th Thomas Bryant. Bryant. Time Thomas. Thomas Bryant. Yeah, the good uh, one. Yeah, the good one. <laughs> uh yeah. Pretty much unstoppable in the paint. But I'm surprised he only missed two. Uh remembering uh watching that game and other than that, I mean Dennis Schroeder as well, eight for eleven, uh four for five from free. Yeah, that second half for Schroeder was ridiculous. And my main note with Thomas Bryant, now he didn't like destroy the Kings, like, you know, on the mid-range shot, but I believe he had five, four or five mid-range shots and the Kings were going to concede that shot to him. And he hit every single uh, mid-range jumper that he took. So I wasn't crazy mad about that, but it just was his night. He could not miss from, you know, uh, from the short mid-range. And also like give credit to Russ, 15 assists this game. And a lot of them were to Thomas Bryant in the paint. Mm, yeah, it was like kind of the resurgence of uh, Russ just for this game because, I mean, it's it's only one of few games that Russ uh, plays well. And and to be honest, I think pretty much half of the games that he played against the Kings so far have been pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, like he t he sometimes has good games. Like it is what it is. Like the Kings' defense is not good. Like that, mm -hmm. that was well documented throughout the, throughout um the year, and you know he just he's just attack he just kind of attacked his guy and then just try and create from there. He would still get out of control, and like he had four turnovers this game, but like that's kind of what you live with with Russ. But you know, again, a, a terrific game. The Kings could not keep the Lakers out of the paint, and he and he created out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the late, I think the, the Lakers have more turnovers this game. I think they did, but basically the Kings yeah. scored 28 points off the Lakers turnovers. And that's kind of what kept them in the game. The Lakers themselves scored 19. Um, but the, the th reason why they lost this game, as, as I mentioned, they just were terrible on defense. Um, they led the team on, on a second night of a back-to-back, just score easily, like early and gain confidence and that really came to bite them back, bite them in the ass, like late in the game. Like as aforementioned, like Dennis Schroeder and uh, Thomas Bryant had incredible games, and it, and then it allowed like guys like LeBron and Russ to, you know, like again they gained confidence. So and like you know when you're in a dogfight in the clutch, like a guy like LeBron who is surgical in situations like this, you let you let him dictate the game, and more than likely you're gonna you're not gonna love the result. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Um. So, yeah. Thomas Bryant, one of the best games of his career. Not his career high. His career high is thirty-one points, twenty-nine and fourteen. I believe he had nineteen rebounds in one game. I forgot what game, but 
Yeah, uh, they on a lot of pick and rolls, they they dump they try to drop uh some bonus way back in the paint, and that left uh Thomas Bryant open for that mid range jumper, and that's kind of how he got like a lot of his uh, quite a few of his points. Um, LeBron, one of his absolute vintage games, uh, thirty eight points, right? Thirty seven. Thirty seven points. He he attacked Sabonis relentlessly. He dictated the pace. And he went what's called uh, what some people call bum hunting, where he finds the worst defender on on the team. What what that was usually like him hunting out Kevin Herter or Sabonis and tell them to bring that guy over and screen for him, and that would get the switch on him. Again, one of those kind of vintage LeBron games where he just controlled everything, and uh, yeah, it's it usually leads to good results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much it is what it is, and. I, I want to say this is the only loss we had against the Lakers this season, too. It is. So, yeah. I mean, at least we only lost them once, right? Yeah, we beat them three times. But, like, here's the here's the interesting thing. We never beat them uh, after the trade deadline, after they made those trades. And we never faced their big three together. Huh. That's right. Because AD like, was always injured. Yeah, AD played the first game against us. Like, that was when LeBron was out, I believe. Yeah, Russ, and that, I think one of them, Russ, was out, which is very rare, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, yeah, we never played them after a tread deadline. That would be a pretty interesting team to play against. Uh, Remember, I did not want to play in the playoffs because, like, I yeah. thought they would have destroyed the Kings with their size. But as kind of the Warriors have shown, you can actually kind of neutralize that size pretty, pretty well. But, mm-hmm. uh, anyways. Um. Uh. Yeah. We talk, we talked about Schroeder. Oh, Schroeder also had the game-winning free throws on a on a foul. It was a foul at the end of the game. Um. But you know, like, let it's a, it's an iffy call in the clutch. But like, you know, for the first forty, like they call it like the first like a first forty-six minute foul, where the first forty-six minutes of the game that's a foul, but in crunch time that usually isn't. But yeah, no, it was a foul, and you know, well deserved. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I I wrote also that the starters for the Kings all or the starters for the Kings had good games all around. The bench struggled because Malik wasn't uh, wasn't healthy for this game. Um, Laos did okay. He he scored a little bit, and Davion hit three threes. But basically, no one else contributed. I think Rashawn had two had four points, but that's that's that wasn't enough. Yeah, it's just too bad that Rashawn didn't have the same Lakers uh, game like before. Or like previous to this one, or no, those uh, his great game was after this, and oh, okay. that was that was because he was starter, which is different. So mm. you know, like yeah, it was it was a tough, lo- it was a really like it, this was the loss that pissed me off, just because the Kings you had a great opportunity to like really you know take advantage of a team that's again on the second night of a back to back without AD. And you had three again, three days of rest, and you and you just let them come in and just punk you, and just leave you leave you laying in the dust. Like it was just if you got if, if anyone actually remembers the episode we did, like I I came in pissed, and you know Fong was at a loss for words. It was an awful episode, and yeah, it was just one of those kinds of like it was it was it was the it was the like angriest I felt this year. Despite all the good vibes throughout the series or throughout the year. Oh yeah. Like I said, it is what it is. Let's just get them back next year. 
All right, let's go to your number two or your number one, because we actually did have a few overlapping ones. So we both only have one more. So go with your last one, I think. Yeah, so this will be my number two. It's against the Blazers. This is the very first game of the regular season, October 19th, 2022. Um, I chose this one just because it had, I guess you could say, sentimental value, just because I went to this game. Um, well, this was pretty much the start of our four wash streak, which surprisingly is the only, it's the longest of any wash streak we had this season. It's the only four wash streak we had this season as well. Uh, we did have, uh, maybe a couple, three wash streaks, but I mean, this is the longest of course. Um, but all I could say from this game was, I mean, it felt like we had a chance to win, to be honest. Uh, it's just our defense wasn't <laughs> it was it still got awful like that's like the number one um thing that we should have been looking at all this time but anyway uh going through the game i mean we uh, just to cut you off before like i don't think it was the defense that was the offense down the stretch that cost us the game oh i was gonna get to that actually <laughs> but uh pretty much yeah we were trailing the blazers pretty much throughout the first couple quarters in the third quarter we actually went up 10 mm -hmm. but tied at the end of the third quarter so that got cut down and pretty much in the fourth quarter we could not score anything in the last like five maybe six minutes of that fourth quarter and that pretty much led to the blazers to the win yeah there was so I remember there was a really bad charge like towards the uh, like the one minute mark of that game. And then after that, Jeremy Grant gets an and one to to take the lead. And then the Kings didn't recover after that. Uh, they don't they the Blazers get a stop. And then Josh Hart charges to the rim for an and one, putting them up by four, which ended the game like I, I was. Interestingly, I was just listening to uh, a a podcast that uh charles barkley and bill simmons did six months ago mm. and they were talking this was like right when the season started so like the kings had just i think lost the clippers the next game and they uh -huh. were talking about man fox isn't that guy like his his, his decision making isn't there he's not he he's never gonna be he's never gonna be able to close games for you and yeah, they they're gonna need. They essentially said, yeah, they're 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 gonna need to trade him. He is not the guy. Oh my gosh, how things have changed. Because you know, give credit to give credit to De'Aaron Fox. Give credit to the Kings. They took these kinds of losses and they actually learned from them. Like the, like Simmons wasn't wrong in that. You know, that was a pretty bad crunch time for De'Aaron. Like the 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 possessions right before the Josh Hart and one, he took a step back three, like going to his left. Now, granted, it did it was it was pretty close, but like that's not a good decision. Like over two guys, so I get where they were coming from, but you know, credit credit to De'Aaron Fox for learning from that experience and getting better after this game. Yep, and at the end of the season, one clutch player of the year. Um, yeah, man, after two games, they said that too. You know, like here's the here's the thing that I thought was really unfair that they said. So they brought up like you know, I, uh, Charles Barkley apparently met him when he was like 16 or something, and he was okay. like saying, "Yeah, this is the guy. Like he he's got something, but why isn't his team good? You know, it, it's been it's been five years, like." At a certain point, you just know a guy is what he is. And 
he and they they basically just keep going back. He's not that guy. And it's like, but you gotta understand, like he can only do so much. Like you know, the you know the years before this, like they their their best player like next to him was either Buddy Heald or Tyrese Halliburton, or if you want to go there, like you know maybe Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like my, the point I'm trying to make is like those aren't like real second options if, you, if that makes any sense. Tyrese at that point was not really a viable second option. Like you couldn't surround this guy with a talent, and then you had this like front office turmoil, and like they they just kind of go they then they just kind of pin it on him for not being able to elevate the team. Like say how a Luca can maybe or like how a LeBron can. Like the fact that they dinged him for that I thought was really unfair. Yeah, definitely so, man. Pretty glad that it turned around pretty much. Uh, Both of you can eat a fat dick is what we're trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, after two games, too. I mean, give it a whole season. This is a whole different new team in a lot of ways. So, To to be fair, like, they they had 16 years to go off of. Like, this team ain't going to turn it around. But, like, I just thought it was really unfair that they pinned that on De'Aaron the way they did. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, th- this game, by the way, like watching it from the TV, it was a molten hot crowd. Like, I don't think it got that hot until the playoffs. Mm, in terms of like the noise? The the noise. Like there was a certain level to it. Now, that could be like with me, rose tinted glasses. But like, I just remember that crowd being so loud. The only other time like it was, you know, that loud was with like the Utah and the Nuggets games where the Kings basically had game winners to win those games. Hmm. Yeah, definitely at the time, and uh, yeah, definitely at the time, I would say it's one of the loudest I've heard ever, I would say, but definitely what takes a K and this, you know, we're going, I'm going off topic here, but was the Detroit Pistons game was the loudest I've ever heard ever in terms of uh, the King Stadium. Well, like that was when we were in there. That, yeah. that's that, that's what i mean like the through the tv like the blazers game i just remember being the crowd was just like saying oh my god this crowd is amazing they're ready for the playoffs mm-hmm. and then uh they they lose which was very which was very disheartening but it, it was what it was yeah sadly at that time my streak continues on how many games i went to uh with the kings losing not until the detroit game surprisingly so Yep, we both broke that streak. I had a four-year streak going on at that point. So yeah, it's it's a crazy streak that we had going. Weirdly enough, yeah. So ultimately, it was like you saw you saw like glimpses of hope in this game as well. Like, of course, it ended pretty badly, but like De'Aaron hitting his first three, like to open mm-hmm. the game, like after after working, you know, the entire summer to improve, like that. Those were some great signs coming. Let's not also for, let's also not forget like the. Sabonis was really bad to start like the season. Like he had some really rough shooting games. Like I think it was four for twelve this game, right? Uh, five for ten. Five for ten. Okay, so a lot better. But like he looked, I thought he looked a bit rough to start like the season. Um, like this was one of those games where like, uh, oh, I don't know about Sabonis. And then they went to Justice Winslow at center um, late in the game, and you know Sabonis couldn't couldn't really take advantage, and he and he got kind of. You know, uh, Justice Winslow got some big rebounds down the stretch, like that basically, you know, ultimately kind of got the Blazers the win. So this was one of those games where I was just like, ooh, I don't, ooh, Sabonis, ooh, that that can be a little rough. But yeah. he, he, he's won, he's won my support during the season. Oh, yeah. I think it's just a rough start to uh, 
get everything acclimated. I mean, Fox had eight turnovers. That's, that's oh crazy. really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. It, Jesus. To be honest, didn't feel that way uh, when watching the game live. So, I mean, yeah, it, like I said, everything's getting acclimated. We didn't even have uh, Keegan Murray, which I was pretty excited to see uh, that uh, game, but he was out with an injury. Uh, he uh, COVID. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And literally the next game, he was back. So sadly enough. Which that, that was the game I was at, by the way. I know. Was it Clippers? Yeah. Clippers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Casey Apawa uh replaced him. Um well not replaced him. He was the he was the starter. Remember? Yeah, the he starter. started he started um, the season. Yeah, I shouldn't have said replaced, but yeah, other than that, I mean we're in process. We still had uh Rashawn Holmes coming off the bench at this point, uh, which was it's kind of weird to say now just because we haven't seen him in such a long time coming off the bench so yeah hopefully he could be utilized somehow and you know just just the just the poor salt in the wound for the warriors james wiseman was on the warriors at this point oh, just just gonna mention that for no reason um yeah it, it really is a it really is fun to kind of look back at just how far we've come and again like the kings learned from this lesson and De'Aaron became the clutch player of the year kind of off of this kind of game you know, this was like one of the one of the low points, and mm-hmm. he definitely rebounded and definitely proved a lot of people wrong. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, Kevin Herter played really well this game. As Seven well. for eight, right? Uh, six for nine from three. Six for nine. I thought he was seven for eight. maybe. Oh, his last one I think was a two. Um, but yeah, Kevin Herter, great first game, and kind of gave gave us a taste of kind of what he would be. Unfortunately, that he really went cold in the playoffs. So hopefully he bounces back next year. Oh, yeah. I have a good feeling he will. Yeah. Okay. My number one. Against the Hornets at home, uh, December 19th. Again, the theme with my losses, Hornets were on a second night of a back-to-back. They were... Now, I had said like the Wizards were were not a good team. They were you can argue they were a bad team. There is no argument. The Hornets were a horrific team. And they 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 were on the second night of a back-to-back. The Kings had 3 days rest and for no fucking reason just lost. Ah, man. <sighs> and what what and you know, you want to ask like why they lost? They were they weren't like bad on offense, but they were off. Uh, the thing the, the offense did not flow. They were awful from the free throw line, seventeen of thirty one, including just two demoralizing uh, misses from Kevin Herter late in crunch time. Um, and the Kings gave up seventy two points in the paint. Yeah. You, usually the recipe for this kind of loss. Yeah, now you're jogging my memory back <laughs> of how bad this game was. Um, yeah, the Hornets weren't a good team. <laughs> I remember. Uh, other than that, and they just... showed that during this game too, which was even more frustrating. Like oh, the, they the literally, chances. like I just remember, like they were they were like swinging the ball around up top, and like Theo Maladon would just like was it Theo Maladon? I don't even remember. Whoever like whoever one of their bench guys, maybe he would just fumble the ball and then kind of go go almost backcourt to retrieve it. And I'm just looking at the Kings like pressure them 
Like, don't just lay off of them. Just, like, actually pressure these guys. These guys cannot handle the ball. Yeah, and I remember all the stupid mistakes Kelly Oubre made as well, even though, again, that bot score. I mean, he played like an all-star. Yeah, he wasn't, like, 29 points. LaMelo, like, he had, I forgot his stat line, but, like, 12 assists, I think 23 points. Yeah, just absolutely like destroyed the Kings in limited minutes and had some dagger threes, five for ten from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelly Oubre with thirty-one actually. Uh, oh yeah, twenty-three points and twelve assists was Lamelo's yeah. stat line. If I remember, was this also the game where Kelly Oubre missed back-to-back free throws? I do not remember. This one uh, I don't remember. Yeah, but no, I I just remembered all the stupid mistakes that the Hornets were making and. I mean, yeah, literally, we couldn't answer back for some odd reason. I mean, Fox had a good game. Sabonis had a good game. The rest of the team, I mean, they just need to step up pretty much. And Monk, ah, there was some stretches where, I mean, he kept on shooting threes, which, you know, just kept on missing. Here's a here's an interesting stat with us relating to Sabonis. So Sabonis was a plus six, which is good. He he played 41 minutes, and the other the other seven minutes went to Namias Keda, who was a minus 12. Re- remember remember the it, the big issue at backup center and how Mike Brown was experimenting at this point. Mm. It, and like for people that are like saying, why don't we just play Namias Keda? Why do we play Alex Len? Why do we play like you know Chemezi Metsu? Unfortunately, this is why Namias was not ready. Yeah. It's it's just too bad. I mean, I wish he, he was going to be ready soon, but yeah, he needs to learn a little more. I, I don't know about learning, but I don't think he's up for it. I don't well, know. at this point, no. But like you know, at the end, like now at the end of the season, I think he can be the third center next next season. Mm. Like the fact that you had to ask him to be like your backup, like that's tough and. You know, for a guy whose body seem a little ready, who who doesn't whose body doesn't seem ready, and just you know do, doesn't really know how to be an NBA center yet, like it's tough. Oh and yeah, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, like I assume he's gonna be on the team next year, but like he was not ready at this point, and yeah, was kind of the reason why why the Kings lost because you know the the bench for the Hornets. I will I will I will like take this. I will like di- say this with my dying breath that it was a horrible bench. And all those guys were like double-digit plus-minuses, which was inexcusable and the worst part of this loss. Like, I can live with Gordon Hayward beating us. I can live with Kelly Oubre, you know, getting 31 points. I can even live with LaMelo having 23 and 12. The fact that you let the bench just destroy destroy you. I remember Nick Richards got so many dunks by just simply rolling to the rim. Like, it, that shit was inexcusable. Yeah, yeah. Ah, man, this makes me want to redo the top five worst losses now because, yeah, this this is up there. Like, I get like you know not 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 to throw shade at you, but like I get why some of your losses why you put them on there. I thought these were so much worse, and you know it, it's good to have a difference of opinion. But mm-hmm. like, I thought these were so bad. Like, I was shocked that you left them off. Mm. Yeah. It, sometimes it's best to forget, <laughs> I guess, and move on from here. 
Okay. Well, that basically wraps up because uh, I overlapped with the Wizards with you and you overlapped, I believe, with the, what, Spurs. the Spurs. So, yeah, so that's actually all our top five. Uh, you know, let us know if you agree or disagree. Again, it was surprisingly tough for me to come up with, with this list. There just weren't that many options for me. A lot of the ones you picked were like on the road. And like it was almost understandable why they had bad performances. Like I was actually, I actually was thinking about like either picking like the the Philly game or the Knicks game because like those were really bad law, like pretty rough losses where the Kings did not have their offense going and their defense was what it was. Uh-huh. So like that's why I didn't I didn't uh, put those in there. Um, but like those could definitely contend if they were under your criteria. Hmm. Oh yeah, I mean I just chose what I saw in terms of i guess analytics and you know i mean the blazers one was personal uh wizards one was also personal for us because we went to that one and other than that i mean a loss is always a bad loss in my opinion but we will come back stronger next season that's for sure I have one uh, honorable mention, which was against the Clippers, uh, the second game of the season on October 22nd. Um, the, the only reason why this is why I put this on honorable mentions, the Kings shot 15 for 26 from the free throw line. And if you look at the stats for that game, it was pretty evenly matched throughout. Like, you know, the Clippers shot slightly better, but like the Kings being uh, 15 of 26 from the uh, from the free throw line in a two point game. Granted, it was more of a five point game. That's that's unfortunate. And there at one point, I think Harrison Barnes missed another free throw. And I remember, I think that was like the fourth missed in a row. Like the crowd started booing on the second game of the season. Mm, I see. Well, I mean, the only honorable mention that I had was, uh, I already mentioned it, it was the Raptors game on January 25th, 2023. Uh, where you know that third quarter 17 point third quarter was pretty unexcusable in my opinion uh being you know the third best team to score in the uh, third quarter but uh in a few of the other losses that i went over and looked at i mean we did have some bad third quarters but this this is probably i want to say the worst i've uh seen after going over yeah, and yeah, that's why I had it on my list. It was it was a deflating loss. Again, they just they took the Kings out of their game, which no one had done it up to that point. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up our five worst losses. Um, we're uh, let's actually just talk a little bit about just kind of the news around the league and the news around the Kings. So, the Kings. Uh, Fox and Sabonis uh, make all NBA third team. Um, congratulations to Sabonis. He's going to make a lot of money off of this. Um, <laughs> De'Aaron is that I don't think actually gets that much more money off of this. I think he had to make second team um, in order to make like make uh, like, get a boost in his paycheck. But yeah, a really really good result. I was good. I was actually like a little bit scared that you know the voters were gonna pull some bullshit. Granted, they kind of did, but like there were the you know them both of them making it is a good result. I mean, yeah, you're next to Dame and LeBron <laughs> in the third team, uh, along with Julius Randall, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Dame does not deserve to be on there. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. 
Um, but like, you know, Julius Randle, the fact that man, Jalen Brunson did not make the all-star team and he doesn't get to make all NBA. And you look at the and you look at the series going on right now. Who is the best player on the Knicks? You are no no one in New York is saying Julius Randle. Mm, yeah. Uh, but you know, out of all the third team uh, players, Fox was the only one that got first team votes. Yeah, he got one first team vote. He actually got more second team votes than Sabonis did. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, like I I actually thought he was gonna make second team, but they picked Steph Curry over him, which uh, like don't, don't get me wrong, I love Steph, but like come on, <laughs> come on, he didn't play enough games. Yeah, surprisingly, LeBron had, in terms of total points, the least, which is... Well, he he was out for a lot of it. And, like, after the trade deadline, he did not play a lot with that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I kind of expected more points just because, you know, it, it is LeBron. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I think um, looking at the first and second team, pretty... Pretty almost spot on, I'd say. And I like look, I love Jimmy, and Jimmy definitely deserves to like make an all NBA team. I still think it's kind of ridiculous that he made it because like he's not he just he didn't play enough games like in the yeah. regular season. And, and like yeah. he was quite hit or miss, like honestly. Yeah. Um, so in the playoffs, he is definitely all playoffs first team, but like in the regular season, eh, I, I'm I'm not for that. Oh uh, yeah. And then, yeah, LeBron, I wasn't a big fan. Luca, it's, it's, it's debatable to me whether he should have made it or not. Like, Shea, I get why, but, like, eh. I don't, I don't love the Shea and Luca on first team for two guys that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. And sadly, we're not the voters yeah. for this. Uh, Jalen Brown made it, so he's going to get a lot of money from Boston. You, you would think so? Um. If I remember correctly, they did like uh, numbers talk about uh, how much mo- extension that two ninety five. If I remember right, yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> of course, it just keeps on going up in terms of cap. And uh, they also did one for um, Tatum. Yeah, Tatum, which is so three twenty. Rid- if I remember right, which is even more ridiculous. And that's a year after uh, Jalen Brown's uh, extension, so. Yeah, pretty crazy numbers for these two. Yeah, and it's go. It's only going to get crazier as time goes on because, like, the collective bargaining agreement, like you know, the TV deals, is they're just gonna, it's just gonna keep going up. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else about the All NBA team? So, um, Giannis, of course, Tatum, number Tatum one. Uh, Luca, by the way, would would you think he's a forward, a center, or a guard? <sighs> <sighs> that's a tough one i would put him as forward to be honest yeah he's listed as a guard which i, I i'll know. never i'll never truly understand why by the way john morant not on any of his teams yeah i, I don't remember how many games he missed to be honest that's not the reason that's not the reason <laughs> is it is it because of his uh a it's lot the- of it's the guns. It's the gun thing, and it's unfortunate, especially looking back now. Like, you know, no, no, no offense to like people, like you know, no offense, but like he, 
he didn't he didn't hurt anyone with that it's don't get me wrong it's it was stupid what he did like flashing a gun on instagram think like trying to show people you're cool that's that's stupid that's some stupid young young people shit that he needs to grow out of but he ultimately didn't hurt anyone like this is not like what like let's not treat him like Kyrie, who you know stupidly promoted an anti-semitic movie clearly did not watch it and then just did not want to admit he didn't watch it hmm. yeah i mean it is what it is in terms of oh, is 44 the points total what do you mean uh for i'm jaw? just yeah for jaw i believe so yeah man that's a now looking at it, it's kind of a big gap between these kind of points. I don't know. I kind of don't understand how these uh guys uh whatchamacallit put basically out a points. third team third a third team vote is one point, a second team vote is three, and then I think first is five, I believe. Mm. But yeah, ultimately, like yeah, job missing this one. And again, like Steph, I think missed way too many games. Again, I don't think Dame should have made it. I like Shay. Shea should have made it, but I don't know about first team. It's just, yeah, like, I thought, I I, I don't like it. I, I get it. The jaw gun thing is really stupid, what he did. It's, it's, was it really that bad? No offense. Yeah. That That's just me. I mean, out of all, well, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Out of all these guys, uh, in terms of the guard position, which would you kick out just for jaw? Dang, easily. Yeah, I know. <laughs> didn't, play, didn't play enough games. Didn't play enough games, and yeah, your team, your team just you know, again, it wasn't your fault. Like they wanted to tank, but like you guys were, at, you guys like literally threw in the towel with like 20, 20 games to go, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that that's just my opinion. I know some people are going to disagree with that one. Like I get it; it's a bit of a legacy vote, but look, I, I'm not, I'm not with it. Like I, I just don't think Dame should have made it. And I love Dame. He's one of my favorite players. Yeah, sadly, getting up there in age, actually. Let me check. How, how old is he? He's around 32, I think. He might be turning 33. Hmm. He will be turning 33 in the summer. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is not a shot to Dame. I just thought other guys should have made And, like, Jaw lost money because of this. And, hey, don't, hey, don't flash a gun on Instagram. Don't be stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, another Kings news. Uh, Kings hold their first pre-draft workout. Um, they have six participants. Only one of the participants has been is known, uh, at, uh, reported by James Ham anyway. Oscar Tashibe, Shibe or Tashibe. I forgot how to pronounce it, but he is a. Uh, I don't even have his height, but he's a center from Kentucky. I think uh, I think he's twenty three. He is likely going to be a second round pick. Um, I watched some clips of him. I'll be honest, not that enthused by his game. He's he, he reminds me of Bismack Biyombo, and I, I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or not or a bad thing. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in Kentucky, if I remember correctly, they're pretty strict on what um roles that uh the players do and. I mean, looking back at like, uh, geez, looking back at Willie Cauley Stein and uh, Demarcus Cousins, I mean, they were supposed to play a specific role, but 
Yeah, but this really. guy's gonna be in the second round. That doesn't matter. That doesn't yeah, matter. The role is gonna probably <laughs> what he's gonna be. He so sixteen points, thirteen point seven rebounds. That's pretty good. Uh, one block. By the way, I watched him. He's not a rim protector, from what I saw. Like he, he he's a he's a rebounder. He's a bruiser. Doesn't really have a a great post game. But I can understand why the Kings would like him in the second round, just because. You know, he rebounds, which Mike Brown wants. He plays some defense. He boxes out, which is kind of what Mike Brown looks for. And he doesn't really look for the, these guys to score. Like, if the Kings draft him, he's probably going to be a second. He's, he's probably going to be a second round pick. He's probably going to spend a lot of uh, some time in Stockton before, you know, moving up to bait, maybe be the third string center if uh, Kata doesn't work out. That's kind of how I see his trajectory. Mm, I see. So ultimately, yeah. kind of a nothing new story. Like, who knows? And there were five other participants, and I don't know who they are. So, like, who knows? Like, it, it's early. It's a second-round pick. This guy might never even play. These guys might never even play for the Kings. But it's interesting. I mean, in your opinion, do you think he's worth the 24th? I already said second-round pick. No, not the 24th. I'm not, I'm oh. not drafting with the 24th. <laughs> Wait, do we even have a second round? We have two second rounders. Oh boy, yeah, I forgot about our influx of uh, second rounders. Yeah, so he's a second rounder. No, he is not a twenty fourth. Like, mm. I, I, there are better options. Although I've watched them, like there's flaws, but like, no, you can do better at at twenty four. No disrespect to Oscar, he seems to be a good good dude. He he play he plays a certain role. He put he does things that Mike Brown likes. So. He might be able to find a role on this team, but he might take a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So who who knows? Again, kind of an inconse- inconsequential thing, but he did do a, a pre-draft workout with the Kings this week. Well, I guess we'll see how it works out. Okay, well, uh, let's talk about um, just some updates to the series. Uh, Warriors survive against the Lakers. Uh, it is now a 3-2 series going back to LA for game six. Do the do the king or do the Lakers close out the Warriors in Game Six? Um, I'm still going with what I said before: uh, Warriors in seven. I think Warriors can fight through it, and I definitely when it when they're uh, going to be playing in Crypto.com Arena, it's going to be a close game. It, I feel like um, they'll find a way to go on top and i don't know about the ad situation is he gonna be he's probable oh so whether he'll be good or not is the is the real question yeah yeah but yeah i have faith in the warriors uh taking uh the lakers home do you trust in the corgi (sighs) gosh do i I mean, like judging from what you're saying, Warriors and Seven, it means that's right in line with the Corgi. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to trust in the Corgi. Yeah, I think Warriors and Seven. Like Game Six, it's gonna be tough for the Warriors because it, it it is LeBron on the other end. He's not gonna let he's not gonna let this one slip. Mm-hmm. Oh so. yeah. We'll see. I trust in the I trust in the Warriors, but if that might be a bad that might be a bad choice. Um. Anyways, uh, next up, Boston versus Philly. Philly just blew Game Six at home. 
Uh, Jason Tatum uh, was terrible for the first three quarters, had a pretty good uh, closing quarter, and that's that's what they needed. The game, game seven, um, now back in uh, TD Garden in, in Boston on, I believe it is uh, Saturday. So who do you got for that one? I still think the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't trust the Sixers to close. They they had it. They fucking had it. Tatum was five for twenty one this game. Yeah. And you guys still lost. Uh, the, let's see. Uh, let's see. Harden four for sixteen. Yeah, zero for six from three. And he was really good in game five. Like, you never know. He might have a good game seven. And for some reason, they seem to play better in Boston, which is weird. But uh yeah, I, I got I gotta pick I gotta pick Boston for this one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't think Jason Tatum's gonna score this poorly, or I mean shoot this poorly. Um like this. So yeah, being back at home definitely will change some things. Jim Brown doing fine. Marcus Smart surprisingly did decent this game. So yeah, we'll see. Uh okay. Well, actually, no, you know what? I'm gonna change my pick. I'm gonna change Sixers in game seven. Oh, why is that? I don't know. Just got a gut feeling. Like this Celtics team does not look good. They live and die by the three. And I'm gonna say they're gonna have a really bad shooting night from three. For some mm. reason. At home, though? At home. Hey, they were horrible in game five. You never know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I have that, I'm putting my faith in fucking James Harden and Joel Embiid. So. Oh, yeah. That's, you know. that's a very tall glass season. <laughs> Ask for them. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, moving on to the next series. Um, the Knicks versus the Heat. The Knicks survived game five at home. Uh, Quentin Grimes played 48 minutes despite like fuck fucking up his leg like legitimately. Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson played 48 minutes because oh, he needed boy. to because <laughs> he needed to, <laughs> and they survive in Game Five. Uh, who do you got for Game Six? And do the Heat close it out in six? Um, I still have faith in the Heat winning the series. Now, if it's going to be Game Six or Seven. I don't think it matters. They'll win it anyways in either six or seven. Um, just because I feel like the Knicks are gonna slow down <laughs> in terms of how much like energy they're gonna have. I mean, dear God, what like 48 minutes? Who the hell plays 48 minutes anymore? There's Jimmy, and that's basically it. And now add Jalen Brunson to that list. Like, yeah, like even Jimmy didn't play 48. I mean, he played 42, which or 43, which yeah, only still, 43. What a what a scrub. What a lazy yeah, bastard well, right there. Only five minutes of rest. <laughs> but dear God, like Jalen Brunson is a different monster just for agreeing to play this uh many minutes. And Julian and Julius Randall made the all NBA team. What a disgrace. Oh, uh God. anyways, uh so yeah, I, I have heat and six. The the Knicks, they 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 don't they don't have it. They need to make a trade. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but hey, but hey, credit to the Knicks for sticking in there. Like they got this one with Jalen Brunson, and and you know they got it. They also won the Donovan Mitchell trade despite not making the trade. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, their future is, I, I guess you could say is bright, but. Apparently people love going to New York, even though no one's ever gone to New York. I'll just say that with their free agency. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, their their future is mildly bright. And I like it's a lot more positive than it's been in years. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when was the last time they made it this far? Exactly. Well, uh, this one isn't much of a... Well, there's nothing to really discuss. Uh, Suns versus Nuggets. The Suns are down 25 with 34 seconds to go. Do they make the miraculous comeback? How many minutes again? Uh, 27 seconds. 27 seconds? Um, Yeah. I don't think so, sadly enough. Yeah, well... You know, like I was hoping for Warriors versus Suns in the conference finals. Um, but unfortunately that will not be a thing. But uh, you know, the Nuggets, they're good, they're a really good team, and they and they're finally kind of like breaking through that glass, break, breaking through that ceiling. And you know, credit to them for beating KD and uh Booker, who were fucking smoking hot. Well, Booker was uh, KD was actually struggling quite a bit, but like you know, credit to them for being able to out like withstand that kind of barrage from Booker and uh, Durant. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, you know, Ian's also out, but your God, who, who Cam- gives it? Who gives a shit? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know, but man, Cameron Payne this game twelve for sixteen, seven for nine from three, thirty-one points. That's yeah. a that's pretty good. <laughs> you just wish the other guys played a little better to make that matter. Unfortunately, I, I, I hate to say it that way, but like, you know, they, they simply ran out of gas, like playing your guys 40 minutes a game, like every single game and you needed to, like it, it was going to happen. Like they, they would have, they could have like, at some point they were going to gas out. And unfortunately game six was where they did it. Yep. Sadly enough, kind of interested in wondering uh, how this team's going to kind of work out next season, especially if any offseason moves are going to happen they need to add a little bit more depth but like i i think they can like booker is he is him but like you know uh durant can be the number two can be the best number two option of all time <laughs> um they they got they got stuff to build off of now the chris paul stuff i don't know Aiden, they they probably got to get rid of him um but like the, look you got booker and kd you just you just go from there mm-hmm. oh yeah um, how many more years does Chris Paul have? I think one more after this. And I remember his last year is not guaranteed. Ooh. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. Or partial guarantee. I don't remember. But uh, mm. Okay, well, that's all I have uh, for on my notes. Uh, anything else you want to quickly go over before we end this? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, what I actually... What's the next topic <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, since we did the best wins and best losses now? I will decide that one. I actually don't know yet. Um, yeah, no, so no preview of that, but it, there will be there will be another episode coming. Uh, so just stay tuned for it. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening to this one. Sorry for kind of the cold ending, but yeah, so I don't have an I don't have an outro right now, so I'm just gonna say we'll see you guys on the next one. Jesus took my words out of my mouth. <laughs>